baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Laura, JP mentioned in the traffic some of the backups. We've been getting texts about protests going on uh, related to Gaza uh, right in the heart of downtown Minneapolis. I'm looking at traffic cameras right now, and it is a mess out there. People are on that bridge over by the Walker Arts Center. And then apparently there must have been some aspect of this that ended up on the highway uh, because I see some state troopers like in the Lowry Tunnel. Wow. Uh, eastbound kind of making a rest down there. So it looks like like there was something about to go down in there. Uh, but there are a bunch of troopers in there making arrests. And so be aware of that if you're in that uh, downtown area. JP's on it. So we'll we'll keep you up to date. But, yeah, that's, uh, you know, a week. It's hard for, uh, you know, an old man like me to <laughs> To understand why this, like, every protest has to be, like, have a component of, and now we're going to go on the highway. Because they find that it works, that it's disruptive. It is disruptive. Yep. It is very disruptive. And people want to know who's wrecking their What's going on. What's going on, and then it draws attention to their cause. Yeah. So, there you go. Right. Now you know. Um, Game show rooms. Uh, yes, I meant to ask you about this. I saw you were doing something game showy this weekend. So Dan sent me this article in the Star Tribune. I think it'll be in tomorrow's paper. It's online right now. And I was really disappointed because I thought I was going to be introducing you to something that I knew that you would love. <laughs> and then I find out you'd already already done it. <laughs> what? <laughs> there are two of these p- places now. So for a while, the escape room was sort of the thing. Yeah. You'd, you'd go with your family. And I... I've gone with my kids to escape rooms uh, and my parents. We did that one year for Christmas. Yeah. It was fun. Good. Have you ever done an escape room? I have room? never done one. No. Cook, I think you would love the escape room. I did do one uh, and I was smart enough to make sure I'd surrounded myself with my really smart <laughs> yes. friends. It's so pretty cool. I, like, it wasn't too much pressure on me to figure out the little It bubbles. is pressure. Oh. I mean, because you have the time component. Oh. Like, and basically, the escape rooms, usually you're trying to solve... I don't know, three or four puzzles, and then often those puzzles come together for the grand solve that, like, helps you get the key to get out of the room. Got it. Game show rooms is the latest thing. I think we're just, we're hungry for these experiences, for these Mm -hmm. interactive kind of things. And so whether it's the pinball bar or the game show room, so these game shows, so I went to the one at Rosedale Center Mall. How does it work? So they have, uh, it's a 60-minute thing. They have like a Family Feud-style game. <laughs> then they have a Wheel of Fortune-style game. Okay. And then there's like a Price is Right-style game, uh, complete with a Plinko board. Wow. It's, and they have like a high-energy host. 
And then they have a like a producer who is the announcer. That would be so fun for a job. It, yes. And this guy, the, there's a woman who is the producer and the guy was the host. And they were both great. Wow. Like, very fun. I want to do this. It was really fun. We went with uh, Sam, my 16-year-old, my wife and I, and then uh, two friends and their uh, 15-year-old son, fun. the Carters. And, and it was great. Was, it was there so another fun. family that you competed against? So the way the one uh, in Roseville works is that you go on the website and there are 25 slots okay. for every show. And so if your group is six, you sign up for six. If other families want to join, they can join as well. You, I assume you can book it for a private thing if you want to yeah. do that. But uh, it was so fun. I need to do this. The, there's another fabulous. one in Golden Valley that okay. we did back. That one's been there for uh, for that's been there for a bit because I remember going there with my uh, morning show team. Oh wow! From the TV station. How have I never heard of this? It's a new like I mean the game show Battle Room is the one in Golden Valley, and Game Show Studio is the one in Rosedale. It's pretty fun. Like it's they've got like the giant wheel. Yep. Where you're spinning for wheel of fortune. Um, How's yeah. the cost? What is the cost? It's I, I think it's similar to an escape room. Okay. Type cost. So like it depends. Uh, like if you book if you book a large group, you know that's different. You're like doing the private thing, but just for the regular person let's see like what's it caught like you could go tonight it looks like it's uh 40 bucks 42 bucks for the group for per person oh per person yeah okay gotcha. and you're you got the hosts and so you're like yeah that's about what an escape room i think costs okay i might need to do this for my birthday party this coming oh year. it'll be fun wouldn't for a that birthday be party. fun yep the star tribune i think tried both of them so that's their story on StarTribune.com. Uh, Friday night, I was off Friday, mm-hmm. as were you, right? Right, yes. So we just we went to lunch with uh, some friends, our mm-hmm. friends AC and JP. We went to the Monte Carlo. Mm, love that. So nice. Just yep. There's something about this time of year that makes you want to go to like some of those. I like going to the old school place. Like a red booth, darkly lit. Yes. Little candle on the table, oh. I know. But then at night... We So we're, we were home at like four o'clock and trying to figure out like, eh, do we want to have a mellow night at home? And we were thinking we were going to do that. And then I said, you know, I've wanted to go to Anoka. And Alyssa's yes. like, Anoka? We went to Anoka, which someone on Twitter said to me that downtown Anoka for her like 25-year-old daughter is like the new downtown Minneapolis. Wow. And I will tell you, like, so there's like a parking ramp. There's a city ramp, like sort of right in the middle of the social entertainment district yep. in downtown. Anoka is adorable. I like, love Anoka, yeah. Great. So many independent shops, historic, cool. And then we went to this uh, place called the Hardware Store. Mm. And you know how, like, for a while, all the Minneapolis restaurants were opening like, oh, it's our speakeasy in the basement. Yes. You're like, speakeasy, you say. Like, is there a password? Is there... Well, no one had any of it. You could still make a reservation. You're like, how speakeasy is this, right? right? So the hardware store is 
a former hardware store in cool. downtown Anoka. And when you make your reservation, you get a text with the password. Oh, okay. And so you walk into the kind of front room, which looks a little like a hardware store. And the woman working there is like, what are you shopping for today? And then you say the <laughs> password and they, they're like, oh, I'll show you. I'll show you where those are. Like pretending it's right. undercover. Yeah. And then the door, this big like barn door like slides open. Oh, cool. And they take you back and it's playing. They were playing like Sinatra music. Oh, nice. The tin uh, ceiling. Yep. The tin tile ceiling. It was so great. And oh. the cocktails at this place, the hardware store, whoa, they were really? awesome. So then we, then we go to a wine bar, this uh, Ambi wine bar. Adorable, decked out for Christmas, really fun. fun. And then we walk to this other place called Nucky's. And we go into Nucky's Speakeasy, another place that had, they have like a monthly password. So you have to look on Facebook to see what their password oh, fun. is. We go in the door and I'm like, that looks like Jim Abler. The <gasps> he is from Anoka. It must have been him. Was it? W- it? it was him. Yeah. I'm like, that's state senator. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's state senator, Jim. Jim uh, owns the supper club. Oh, and fun. So on Fridays and Saturdays, he told me, he's like, yeah, I'm like the gangster. Oh, <laughs> was he in? A, was he dressed up <laughs> yes. like a gangster? Oh, that's awesome. It was I great. I love it. It was really fun. We had, a, we had a good conversation. And Nucky's is great fun. They had live music oh and fun. Co- but you're like, Anoka, man. That's cool. I love that. It was really fun. I need fun. to get there. Yeah. Who, you, just a little surprising. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Noka, but you don't think of it. Right. But clearly other people, I mean, because they have like more sports bar-y type places too. There's an Irish bar called McGillicuddy's, I think. So it just was, it was hopping. Wow. Yeah. Kind of fun. fabulous. Good for you. Kind of fun. Did you enjoy your day off? I did. We got a little more Christmas shopping done. Oh, good. Yep. And then didn't do much on Friday night. Saturday, we went to a spectacular party at the home of kind of a newer friend. Ah, so we didn't know fun. many people, mm-hmm. but it was just gorgeous. This beautiful old house in the Lowry Hill neighborhood of Minneapolis. Oh. Old, old, like turn of the century. Cool. But the, all the inside has been redone in kind of a cool, modern, really fresh way. And it was just fantastic they had hired a bartender to staff their basement bar which is like this groovy room with a record player going and a bar and a signature cocktail and a it was just wonderful there was probably a hundred people in that house oh wow yeah it was huge it was super fun i always think like hiring a bartender is one of the like most underrated moves classy move yeah right Mm -hmm. and then it frees you up like you don't have to handle that right yeah, I think that's pretty fun. Yep. Would you want to live, like, in a really old house? Uh, it depends how much has been updated in this really <laughs> old house. Yeah. I don't want the plumbing or the electrical, the electrical? Of, the, oh. of a really old house. No. Right? Yeah. I know. I think about that sometimes, for sure. Uh, did you notice we're in the New York Times today? Mm-hmm. Who? Minnesota. Oh, we what were. did we do now? <laughs> or what... What dish mm. are we known for? Is it this? That? No. Okay. They are very fascinated with our search for the new state flag. Mm-hmm. They have a, the New York Times is a reporter who lives in St. Paul. 
That's right. I think I knew that. So that guy did a story about our search for a state flag and a state seat. And you wonder, you're like, the rest of the country, as they're reading this story, <laughs> are they like, what in the hell is going on in Minnesota? I know. This is what they're arguing about? But when you read it, you're like, we've been talking about it. We've been covering it. But when you read the way like a reporter who's writing for a national audience characterizes yeah. it, it either makes us look amazing or like absolute bumpkinville here. <laughs> <laughs> this line, Minnesotans known for civic engagement produced more than 2,600 submissions. Okay. Which I think makes us look crazy. I don't think so. I think that makes us look pretty good. People are engaged. They want to be part of the part of the answer here. <laughs> we, yeah, we did it. We did it, everybody. A great many featured loons, which turned out to be a losing strategy. Since not one of the flag designs featuring birds. Some were rendered by children, we hope, with crayons. <laughs> it was so good. You're like, uh... now I hadn't seen this reported yet. Since the finalists were unveiled in November, members of the Flag Redesign Commission have received more than 15,000 comments. Mm, wow. Yeah. Now, as a reporter, you would never go submit public comment on an important issue in front of our our public officials. But could can you imagine like what's going on in your head where you're like, "Dang it, I'm I'm yep. getting to the Historical Society website and I'm yep, I gotta give them a piece of work for me. I do not like this flag. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Like really? Now, I could see myself feeling that and then stopping myself yeah. before I did it. Oh, people don't stop. <laughs> no. It's the same people who can't stay off of next door and who have mm. to comment at yeah. uh, underneath every single newspaper article that just have nothing better to do much of the time. I'm not saying that Some about, are great. Yeah, I'm not saying that about the people who have submitted their flag input because that's that's a civic engagement cool thing. But it is sort of I mean the the, the nature of the exercise invites people to to say whatever they think, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do think like what what could we solve as a state if we got 2600 people to bring their greatest ideas forward. Right. Right? Like I I mean, we can do it with a flag. We get it. It's cute. Like, it's creative. People like that. But are there other things where you'd say, like, okay, what if we all, like, stepped up with our best idea? Mm-hmm. And then what we do is have 8,000 commissions, 47,000 <laughs> public hearings, yes. and then we'd end up doing nothing. Yeah. You, you got to have the maybe. process. Gotta, I know. Uh, trust it. That's what I do. Laura, thank you. It's 522. More D-Rush Hour news headlines as we continue. Disney banning tour guides from working at the happiest place on Earth. What's that about? Would you like to buy a resort on Malax? Now that Laura's decided not to buy the Lowry Hill Mansion, maybe Malax is for her. And then away, St. Paul Church is trying to make a difference in the issue of homelessness. All that as we continue here on Drive Time. December 11th. Time for the D-Rush Hour News headlines. Disney is banning tour guides from working at the happiest place on Earth. (laughs) 
Washington Post reporting that in recent months, Disney has started cracking down on some of these independent guides. I didn't even know this was out there, but there are a bunch of these third-party tour operators and company owners. Disney World has gotten sort of complicated to navigate with the different, you know, different kind of, oh, you got to do this to get in this line and figure out how to do that and whatever. And so what's happened, there are eight of these who have received trespassing orders at Disney World that the Washington Post spoke with. They know dozens more have received the same. I mean, this is hardcore. Like, these are people who have, like, season passes, and you try to come in, and all of a sudden their little magic wristband turns blue, and then they get taken off to guest services where they're met with, like, a sheriff's deputy. Um, You know, these people move their families to Florida. Now, technically, Disney's right. Their statement, just like Starbucks, would not let a third party come into their stores to sell coffee to their customers. Disney does not permit unauthorized commercial activities in its theme parks. Pretty wild. In other, in other words, because we can't make money off of it, you can't. Nobody out. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I feel for these tour guides who, in some yeah. cases, have moved their families down there. This is their business, this is their livelihood. And also, it's Disney's park. Like, do you get to just run a tour guide business for something that is a private? It's not like it's a public. I wonder eh, if it's a if, weird deal. If Disney can do a calculation of because if people are coming to the park because they can do this guided tour, does that save the customer money? Does that actually yeah. cause them to spend what Disney more money? does sell like their own tour guide? Well, of but of course they do, like twice the cost as to what. But conversely, like, can't you bring? Your buddy, who's like the Disney expert, like that you probably could. Ah, it's tricky. Want to buy a resort on Lake Malax? Do you have $4 million? Or could you get it? Izadis Resort, which is about a century old, is on the market. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal says you get the 485-acre property, a 28-room hotel, It's not a huge hotel. 18-hole golf course and a clubhouse, event space. 33 boat slips on 150 feet of lakeshore. Sounds nice. And now for the absolute opposite of that, some tiny homes on a St. Paul church property making a difference with the homeless. Fred Mello in the Pioneer Press reporting on these cabin-like residences. These are small. They're between 130 and 260 square feet. It's on church grounds right off of Wheelock Parkway in St. Paul. It's the Mosaic Christian Communities. They call it Sacred Settlement. Six units built by volunteers. No government funding. Government had nothing to do with this. Right now there are five previously homeless residents, as well as three what they call intentional neighbors, who serve as sort of navigators for this. First church-based community of tiny homes, as far as the Pioneer Press could figure. But this is not like a temp. It's not like a shelter. This is meant to be a more permanent solution, permanent housing. Residents get two keys, one to their unit, another to the church. So the church has bathrooms and shower and drinkable water and lockers and a full kitchen. The residences themselves do have a small kitchenette with like a hot plate, a sink, a small refrigerator with a freezer compartment and shelves. People pay rent, 200 to 400 bucks, depending on the size. There are policies. But an interesting effort 
as we struggle with affordable housing for people who have a steady income, figuring out how are we going to do something better for the homeless. Uh, this might be in the mix. 532. That's the D-Rush Hour News headlines. Dave Schwartz is coming up in just a minute. Who would he start as quarterback after last night's very impressive 3 nothing victory? It's Victory Monday here on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Dave, the breaking news within the last hour is from the world of baseball and Shohei Otani. We knew that he signed a 10-year, $700 million deal with the Dodgers. Um, Just this afternoon, The Athletic is reporting that through some creative accounting, Shohei will only be getting paid $2 million a year. 68 of his $70 million will be deferred until 2034 through 2043, which which seems outrageous that that would be allowed uh, by the players union, by baseball, by anybody. Uh, but what what's the game here? Well, it's interesting because the, the, the game is, first of all, he makes about $50 million dollars away from baseball every year. So so he's still same he's as me probably, like he's doing very similar yeah, I mean, a lot of influence. He's not in line at the local soup kitchen. He's okay. going to be okay. He's going to be fine. Uh but the the interesting thing is it and it the, the deal is basically that he's going to get all his money after the contract is expired and, and now the team is going to have to pay out all this money too for what is that 9 years after yeah. He's even done playing. Through 2043. And, so, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. And so essentially. $68 now, million now, a year. And if you think about the average lifespan of a general manager of a team, the general man, who, and I don't, whoever the general manager of the Dodgers is, his name is escaping me right now. This is not going to be his problem in, in nine years. This will be someone else's problem that they're going to have to pay this throughout perpetuity with this guy not even on the contract. We've seen contracts like this before. In, in Minnesota, the Parisian Suter contract yeah, were very yeah. backloaded, and now the how'd Wild. How that work out? To, yeah, exactly. So there's a risk for 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 that side. Uh, there's really no risk for Shohei Otani because regardless of what happens, his contract is guaranteed. What it allows him to do basically is is a there is a term called the CBT, and it is the Competitive uh, Balance Tax or Luxury Tax in baseball. And this essentially allows them a little more leeway ar- around that to be closer to what they can still work with. For so the maybe they could hire a big time pitcher or something like that. Or so, yeah, something. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know how much they're going to have. This is this is still all, all moving and breaking. And it is interesting to me that this is even allowed in Major League Baseball because this kind of defeats the purpose of what the luxury tax or competitive balance tax is. You're just skirting it and still being able to get more under your salary cap by just paying this guy until he's 105 right. or whatever it is. Right. 
And presumably, I mean, do they do they take any uh, like luxury tax hit in those extra nine years from 2034 to 2043? I, I mean, that's I don't know how that, that works. You don't know who who else they're going to sign. You know, you know right. it's all based on what contracts they're going to have in the future. This, to be completely honest with you, this is a this does <laughs> this is a really handcuffed deal. Uh, later on, because you're you are going to pay a guy who is not on your roster uh, all that money per year yeah. over the course of nine years, seventy million, sixty-eight million dollars. It's it seems like it's a great deal for Otani. I, I got to be honest, as a general manager, I I, scra- I would scratch my head at this deal and be like, I I don't love this. Uh, but but again, you know, with general managers, who knows if that they're trying to win, win, right? Like this, they is, want to win now. You want to win right now, and yep. and without some creative accounting, they're pretty much done, right? Spending money with the money they're spending yes. on Shohei and salary caps go up year yeah. to year, yeah, true. And, and so budgets for these things. Oh, know, in ten years, it'll be nothing. Sixty-eight exactly. mil, chump exactly. change. You're exactly right. Possible. It is. Possible. It sounds silly, but that's the truth. I know. Dave Schwartz is with us. Uh, how about that Vikings game last night? Huh? <laughs> I, uh, I I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I fell asleep for about ten minutes yeah. and missed nothing. So did Josh Dobbs, I think. <laughs> what know, what happened? We had such fun with Josh Dobbs. We said we said we were just going to enjoy it, even though we knew it was likely not going to last. I Josh Dobbs did not make. There were some throws I know he would probably rather have back. They were not great throws. There were also a number of key drops yesterday by wide receivers in that game that would have kept chains moving, maybe gotten them into another field range for another field goal or a touchdown. And I, I, I know it's apropos right now to say, oh, Josh Dobbs, this is what he was. We all knew this is it. But I don't know that I put everything on him yesterday uh, some of the throws were really bad. Don't get me wrong. And and he's he's leaving the pocket at times. And when he leaves the pocket, I think you'd probably find his completion rating go down even more. Uh, he's he is not. I don't think he's particularly accurate when he's on the run. He's very. He's got legs and he can he can make things happen. But he can't still throw the ball. And in this offense, it predic- it's predicated on a pocket passer, and that's why I think you saw Nick Mullins come in. And we talked about this on our show a few weeks ago, that other than Dobbs, the, the quarterback on the roster that probably gives them the best chance to have success is Nick Mullins because he fits in the offense they already have. Dave Schwartz is with us. What's going on back there, Dave? Uh, sounds like a, a uh, dish just hit the floor. My apologies. Wow. It's not me. I mean, you don't need to apologize. No. It certainly no. sounds like somebody does, though. <laughs> it didn't break, so we're good. <laughs> All right. We're fine. Dave's on the sports huddle uh, every Sunday, so check him out. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because you work for the Minnesota Wild. Imagine, imagine being part of the Minnesota Vikings, like social media email marketing team because I get this email from the Vikings one hour ago subject Vikings all caps victory with the fire emoji which I think is assertive you know (laughs) three nothing I don't know if you get the do you get to use the fire emoji and that it says victory Monday is the headline 
Which, all right, like, what are you going to do? It is. It is. It's a victory. It's victory Monday. It is. The top, so you can't, the top thing you can't, in there, coach's yeah. locker room speech. I mean, that was probably the highlight of the game. The speech was really good. Then there's a video, top plays from Sunday's win over Las Vegas. And it's just, it's just a kick. It's just one kick, and that's it. It's the end of no, Is I that what they did? No, I don't that's know what they great. put on oh, the video. That would have been funny. <laughs> Watch all of the Minnesota Vikings' top plays against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's, you know, like, they're just – those guys uh, are just laughing about this. Like, what are you going to do? It's a victory. It's a, a win is a win. Well, I think yesterday during the game, even Kevin Kugler, who was on the call – joked with Carissa, I think it was Carissa Thompson in studio, because they had a game break-in and they showed highlights from another game. And he said, Carissa, when you're breaking into other games, what highlights are you showing from this one? <laughs> and I thought, it's brilliant. You know what? Just call a spade a spade. That's it, it, what it yes. Is. What are you going to yeah. do? No, they managed to put together a five-minute uh, clip of different top plays from Sunday's win over the Raiders, it seems. Good for them. Well, if you're a fan of There's of a sack. We punting, had a sack. <laughs> yeah. That the was a highlight. Actually, the defense was good yesterday. Um, you know, they, they did. They had, I mean, the, the interception at the end of the game by Ivan Pace Jr. Yeah, was that incredible. was good. His backflip was amazing. Yep. Did you see the backflip? I saw the backflip. I loved it. I thought it was one of the most <laughs> physically impressive things I'd seen all night. I don't know. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, that's... A this, win's a win. Take it. You take it. You take it. Our, they can't all be beautiful. Have any of them been been beautiful this year? It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. <laughs> a win's a win. Uh, Kirk Cousins is back in action tonight on the Manning cast. I kind of love this. I really do. There's some I, I quarterback think, uh, genius on this on this thing tonight, you know. Well, and and what makes it so what makes that so good and what makes Peyton and Eli Manning so good is that they know exactly what they are and they lean into it. Uh and I think Kirk has done that as well. You know, he he's got his Coles cash and yeah, and he's you know, he's leaning into what he is and you know as well as I do in television, Jason, that works. You know, you you are who you are. Yep. Even though you're an NFL quarterback, you're a boring guy. And and Peyton, actually, to be honest with you, Peyton Manning is very funny. I don't think he gets enough credit for how funny and intelligent he, he is. He is funny. I agree. He's very funny. Yep. And they actually did, I, I want to say at the beginning of the season, they did a video. And I think Kirk Cousins was on it, wasn't he, when they did a promo for Yes, the he was. Cast. Yeah. And yep. he was very he funny. He did like a, you, the you like that bit. Yeah. Well, it, good for him. You know, he's. He sees life beyond football. He, yep. He's a smart guy. He's got more to do out there. Maybe it's television for him, and this is his uh, his onboard to that. Anthony Edwards out tonight for the Wolves and the Pelicans. He missed two games with that uh, right hip pointer injury, and then he played Saturday at Memphis, yeah. but just for four minutes and then hurt it again. Those injuries, like sometimes you don't really know, right, until you get back out there uh, and it's see hard. it. And, and and he's you know he has he does not want to sit, he has been outspoken against load management, and I'm sure he wants to back it up, and so he gave it a shot. He he wasn't great, he wasn't his normal yeah. self, but yeah. the Timberwolves proved that they can still win without him when you have Rudy Gobert playing the defense that he can, and and everyone else pitching in where they are. That 
for a, for a small portion of time, and you don't want you wouldn't want it to be a lot of time, but for a couple of games, you can deal without Anthony Edwards while he gets healthy. The, the these Timberwolves look deep, and they're beating uh, bad teams. But last year, we were not beating bad teams. We exactly. we were getting tripped up, and so it exactly. is exciting to see uh, what this team is doing this year. Good teams can beat bad teams when they need to, and that's I mean, uh, isn't that great? Look at look, that. Put that on a poster. That's real good. Good that's real good. That's why you got this teams. job. Dave Schwartz says Dave Schwartz. Real good. Thank Dave. you. Well, Thank on you that so note, much. I'm just gonna. I want to give everybody a chance to kind of let that marinate a bit. <laughs> Clip that one for the next open. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, thank you. Good, go All to right. the rescue of that uh, errant dish that was flying yeah. around in the background. Oh, I waited long enough. It's probably been cleaned up. That's by smart. Now, That's a good dad strategy right there. <laughs> Dave Schwartz every Sunday morning with the Sports Huddle right here on CCO. Back in a minute. 31 degrees in Bloomington here on CCO. We would love it if you would check out our podcast Our 3 o'clock hour had conversations about the big news of the day, Marvin Haynes, 18 years in prison, exonerated and released this morning. That's at the beginning of the show. And then we talked about pay, politician pay. Had some good times with Kate Raddatz, talking about choir concert mishaps. I will be going to the choir concert in Maple Grove right after this. I'm sure there will be no mishaps. No, no, no Sam DeRusher related mishaps, right? Absolutely not. I certainly won't embarrass him on this show at this same time tomorrow uh, if there is a mishap, though. Henry's next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 